0: Morning, noon, and bite. It's buy one, get one for a dollar at McDonald's. Choose from a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage McGriddles, and hash browns. For lunch, enjoy a McDouble, McChicken, six piece chicken McNuggets, and more. Buy one, get one for a dollar. You can get two of the same item or mix and match them. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for product of equal or lesser value cannot be combined with any other offer.
1: Xavier University is tackling Ohio's nursing shortage by giving individuals with non-nursing bachelor's degrees an opportunity to accelerate into the profession. Whether you studied accounting, biology, marketing, or anything in between, our ABSN program can prepare you for nursing practice in as few as 16 months. So if nursing is your calling, now's the time to answer it. Enroll for one of three terms at our locations in Cincinnati, Cleveland, or Columbus. Search Xavier ABSN to apply.
2: All right, all right, all right. Y'all already know who it is. It's your girl, Ash. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of Black Girl Interrupted. So it's so good to see you. I hope everyone has so far having a good week. I know it's only Tuesday, but I definitely want to say again, shout out to all the mothers on Mother's Day. Oh my God, I love you ladies. I appreciate you and I hope you had a great day. So y'all already know before I jump into tonight's episode, y'all already know I got to do my mental health check-in. So you already know, drop in the comments. Let me know how you're feeling tonight. I want to know how you're doing. Let your girl know. Drop in the comments. So while I'm, you know, while I'm waiting on all the comments to start rolling in, y'all already know I got something beautiful for y'all that I have to play before I even jump into tonight's show. Hey, cuz, I love you too, babe. And I hope you had a great Mother's Day too. So y'all already know, y'all know I roll videos and I bring clips, I do everything. So before we even get started into tonight's topic, I definitely want to drop something for anybody that's going through something right now in this moment. So let me go ahead and let me drop this for y'all.
3: You know, I don't know who this video is for, man, but it's like 4 a.m. in the morning, May 10th, and uh, my heart is heavy. Because I know there's somebody out there that is ready to end their life. That's already made up in their mind that they're not gonna fight no more. They're tired of fighting. You know, they don't have no more strength to find because they've already gave all their strength. They don't even have the strength to turn the page, they don't have the strength to to see tomorrow. They made up in their mind that their life is over. And maybe they logged on to Facebook, maybe you logged on to Facebook and and looking for a sign. Maybe you logged on to say your goodbyes. And you came across this video. So I just want to tell you, man. That don't let those thoughts. That are trying to kill you. Kill you. Those thoughts that tell you life is over. Those thoughts that telling you you're not enough. Those thoughts that tell you t- things won't get better. Those thoughts that tell you that you are your mistakes. Those thoughts that tell you that you are your past. Those thoughts that tell you that you're worthless. Don't let those thoughts kill you. They're lying to you. Because you're more than that. You're more than a conqueror. You're more than what you're going through. You do have purpose. You are awesome. You are talented. You are beautiful. You are special. Despite what you've been going through. So you make up in your mind right now. You don't have to have a, a whole plan out for the rest of your life. You make up, But you make up in your mind right now that you're going to fight with faith tonight. You make up in your mind right now that you're going to survive tonight. Whatever it takes. I pray that you have a peace in your mind that floods your mind like never before to let you know, despite everything that you're going through, the storms that you're going through, the flood that's flooding your life with pain right now. I pray that peace tells you that everything is going to be okay. I pray that you find the strength inside of your weakest moment right now that lets you know that everything is going to be okay. So you put down that gun, you put down that drug, those pills, you put it down man. because there's more to your life than what you're currently going through. And you'll never understand it if you quit right now. But I promise you, if you fight with faith, you fight with prayer, Eventually, you'll realize everything that you went through had a purpose. Everything that you went through had a purpose. Life will get better. But if you're in your life, you prevent it from getting better. All right.
2: So, y'all do know that it is Mental Health Awareness Month, and you guys know that I talk about mental health all the time, regardless of what month it is. Because, like I say, right now, mental health is at an all time high in the black community. So, before I even jumped into tonight's episode, I definitely wanted to drop that because I wanted someone to know that if you're going through something, talk to somebody. Please reach out to anybody if you feel like you are alone. And you don't have anybody to talk to. Please reach out to the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Please, please, please take note of this phone number. Write it down. Take a picture of it. Call it. It's anonymous. You don't have to disclose who you are. If you just, like I said, you need someone to talk you down off that ledge, please reach out to somebody. Please contact anybody. Even if it's not suicide, if you are just in a mental health crisis, here's another phone number. Please reach out to somebody. Please let us help you. Y'all know my DM is open. Excuse me. You do know if you have my phone number. Call me. Let's talk about it. Let me help you work through your day. Please, 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 please. Let's erase the stigma around mental illness and let someone know that it is okay to talk to somebody. Just because you talk to a therapist does not mean you are crazy. So I want you to know that. I want you to always remember that. Also, another picture I want to post up really quickly, suicide is not an option. Call me anytime. So if you feel like you're going through something, and again, you don't have anybody to talk to, you don't have a way to turn, if writing is not easy for you, Excuse me, please send me a message. Please send please call me through Facebook, whatever it is, I want to be the person to help talk you down off the ledge. I definitely want to say I love you guys. And again, whatever it is you're going through, you're gonna be okay. You're gonna pull through, it's gonna come out alright. You're gonna come out victorious. I do want to say this. If you are a person that is considering suicide. People do not take mental ill people seriously. Stay with them. Help them remove all lethal means. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. The phone number is on the screen. 1-800-273-8255. If you cannot talk to anybody, please text 741-741 to speak with a trained crisis counselor from the crisis text line. It is free, and it is available 24-7. All else fails, please escort them to a mental health service or take them to an emergency room. Please help to save a life. I can't stress it enough. Mental illness, like I say, is at an all-time high. Whether you're depressed, whether you're dealing with anxiety, whether you're dealing with those suicidal thoughts, whether you're dealing with PTSD, whether you're dealing with schizophrenia, whether you're dealing with bipolar disorder, there is help available to you Please don't feel like you are alone. I am speaking from a person that suffers from depression, a person that suffers from anxiety. There are those days that I feel like I don't have anybody, but I have actually reached out to the Suicide Prevention Lifeline to speak with someone in regards of being talked down off the ledge. So again, keep dropping in the comments. I want to know how you're feeling. How was your mother's day? How's just your everyday? How are you feeling today? How did you wake up today? I want to know that. So y'all drop in the comments. Let me know how you are doing. And again, shout out to my cousin. I love you too, Brenda. And thank you for tuning in tonight. God, I love you guys. So again, y'all already know before I jump into any of the topics, I always want to let you know how I am doing. Um... I will say today I woke up better. I got up. I opened my blinds, and I let some sunshine in the day. I got me a little vitamin D, uh, ran a couple of errands, and then came back home. But um, Mother's Day was actually great for me. And, again, you guys know that I do not celebrate Mother's Day because I'm a mom every day. But I do want to shout out my kids for coming through. They did make Sunday easier for me. Um, As many of you know, again and i and i talk about it all the time i lost my father back in march so this was actually my first mother's day without a phone call or a text from my father so it was a little tough for me but shout out to my kids they are the true mvps they came through in a clutch and they made your girl feel special and also want to let you know in regards to our relationship this was the first year they had bought me a mother's day card and oh my gosh um, teen years, but I'm forever grateful, and I do treasure the small moments and not so much the big moments, so y'all keep dropping in the comments, let me know how you doing again, y'all know I do my mental health check-in, so I want to know how you feeling, <sighs> so jumping right on into tonight's topic, tonight we are talking about infertility, I want to be somebody's mother, <sighs> Gosh, 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 the things that we go through as women, the things that we go through in regards to being mothers, again, these are conversations that we have to constantly have. We have to continue to push and put these unbearable, uncomfortable conversations and push them to the forefront. Infertility is actually really high in African-American women. And there are a lot of resources out there, a lot of options out there that we do not take advantage of. So, infertility. I want to be somebody's mother. If you or someone you know that has experienced infertility, drop it in the comments. Let's talk about it. Let's unpack those suitcases. cases. I want to know how you're able to deal with it. You know, were you born infertile? Did something happen for you to be infertile? Or sterile? I'm so sorry. Infertility is the inability to conceive. But again, there are options out there. So, excuse me, let's jump right on in. Infertility, what is it? What is infertility? So again, y'all already know I come with videos with informative information in regards to, you know, to any topic that I'm discussing. So, this right here, it says, the stereotype that black women... Don't have fertility issues is persistent and harmful. Actually, it says in a, in our survey, black women were more than fifty percent more likely than white women to say that they felt uncomfortable talking about their doctors, talking to their doctors about fertility. So again, we have to remove that stigma, and we have to be open when it's time for our well woman exams once a year, even if your goal, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a well woman exam. But anytime you're trying to conceive, it's good to go and speak with your doctor, and don't and please be open and honest with them, and let them know the issues that you're having in regards to trying to conceive. So, as, as exactly what I said, I wanted to do. I want to break the stigma about Black women and infertility. So, again, here is an informative video again to inform you guys exactly what infertility
4: Hi, I'm Dr. Jackie and you're watching MadamNoir.com. About 15, 16% of uh, white women will actually seek out fertility treatment between the ages of 25 to 40. Crazy enough, only half of African-American women will actually go and see the doctor. So the first thing is, if you've been actively trying to get pregnant for more than 12 months or 12 months or greater, that's infertility, and you need to see somebody. The other big cause we see in the African-American culture is fibroids. You know, more than 50% of black women have fibroids, and with that, it impacts fertility. Whether it's you've had to have multiple surgeries, it's blocking the cavity or the tubes, you can't get pregnant. Um, It's a problem. We eat poorly. And you know, I, I try and give it a little bit of credit in that as the cultures have evolved, we were only given the bad foods, and we had to learn back in those days how to make food taste good and we put butter and lard and so it's a evolution that should be changing where we eat better but eating poorly leads to obesity and the more obese you are the more your body makes um, hormones, estrogen in particular and you're walking around you can't, you're not ovulating so you don't get pregnant. Exercise is important, women who work out have better sex they have more energy, they lose weight, you secrete great hormones called endorphins and you feel better. Don't be ashamed. It's happening a lot more, Uh, well it seems like it's a lot more in the white culture because they go to the doctor and they actually report it. It is very prominent in the African American race, we just don't go to the doctor so don't be ashamed and and I'm just going to add. We use religion sometimes as a band-aid to say, the Lord will make a way. When he's already made the way, he just needs you to walk down that path.
2: All right. So jumping back. So infertility. Exactly what is infertility? So infertility means not being able to to become pregnant After a year of trying, it says if a woman can get pregnant but keeps having miscarriages or stillbirths, that is also called infertility. And as you know, Tuesday, last week, I did, no, last Thursday, I'm sorry, I did an episode on stillbirths, and then I did an episode on miscarriages. So, infertility, what is it? Why does it happen? And why is it so high amongst black women? Drop in the comments and let me know your thoughts. And let me know, what do you think, you know, your thoughts on infertility? Again, if you or someone you know is dealing with infertility, let's talk about it. Don't be embarrassed. It doesn't mean something's wrong with you. Let's talk about that. All right. So jumping into this question, what are the leading causes of infertility? So as Dr. Jackie stated, the issues... Um, the leading causes of infertility, um, as the, it could be a hormone imbalance. You can have a tumor or a cyst, something that's blocking the fallopian tubes. Um, you have eating disorder, such as anorexia or bulimia, alcohol or drug use, stress, excess weight. You can have thyroid problems or the intense exercise that causes a significant loss of body fat. So going back, I've never dealt with infertility issues, but, um, I have, like I said, I suffered two miscarriages, um, within two years apart. So one of the things, so I asked the doctor, I was like, why, you know, why did this happen to me? And she said, well, number one, I was a little over, I was a little underweight is what she told me underweight. I was still smoking. Um, drinking hey love how are you good to see you thank you for tuning in so um another reason the doctor told me that i possibly could have suffered the miscarriages was due to chromosomal chromosomal abnormalities so again i suffered like i say, two miscarriages um, and then eventually, you know, gave birth to my last and final baby who is now 11. So that's my rainbow baby. But I was reading some information in regards of like the leading causes of infertility. So let me go back. Y'all give me a second. And sometimes it's not always the woman. So keep in mind, it's not always the woman that's infertile. It could also be the men. So men... If you and your spouse your, or your significant other are trying to conceive, go see your doctor. Do your sperm, you know, get your sperm count checked. Make sure you're eating right. Make sure no drinking, no smoking, and you live a relatively healthy lifestyle because that will help increase the mobility of your sperm. Uh, I know, right? They're like, oh my God, why is she talking about this? Okay, so going back. All right, so I'm trying to pull. I, you, I, y'all know, I normally have all my information together, but that's all right. We're just gonna keep going. So, I posted this. So, according to Dr. Natalie Crawford, she says black women have higher rates of infertility. We have fewer infertility treatments, including IVF. But do you understand why we don't participate in the infertility treatments? Number one, the cost of infertility treatments, such as IVF, or even if you look into doing surrogacy. And surrogacy is having your eggs and your husband's sperm implanted into another woman's uterus that would in tune carry a baby for you um, without the ability to do so. Um, We have lower birth rates, we have higher miscarriage rates, we have higher preterm birth rates, have higher fetal death rates, and we have higher maternal death rates. And as I stated, women are 43% higher when it comes to fetal deaths. We rank higher than white women or Hispanic women. So why does that happen? Let's talk about it, y'all. Why does that happen? So, yeah, Ms. Um Booster, yes. So I think a lot of reasons we don't discuss infertility in the black community is because we're ashamed, um, we're embarrassed, and then we lack the knowledge and the resources. So, again, as I stated before, whenever you are trying to conceive, you're in the process, have these open conversations with your doctor, let them know are your periods regular? Um, What can you do to help increase the fertility, the fertility in your body? Could you change your eating habits? Maybe lose a little, maybe lose five to 10 pounds. A lot of those um, changes will make it easier for you to conceive a beautiful child. I know. I know. So I do have one more video to share and then we continue on with the rest of the conversation
5: a really inspiring story right now from Robin's digital series Thriver Thursday. In the two-part season finale, two women are sharing their struggles with infertility. Yeah, and
1: one of them is Reverend Stacy Edwards-Dunn. After her experience, she wanted to encourage African-American women to talk about what they've experienced. So she created an org- organization to support underserved women and couples of color dealing with infertility.
6: In this country, 7.3 million women struggle with infertility, and black women and couples are experiencing infertility at two times the rate as our Caucasian brothers and sisters. When I was on my journey uh, of infertility, I wanted to be able to talk to other women that looked like me who I felt would understand what I was going through. I want women and men to know that they are not alone. We are here to walk by your side, to listen to you and to support you, and to also provide you the resources that you need to walk this journey. I want to be able to help people live their lives abundantly. When I get a call or get a text from somebody telling me, you know, I'm finally pregnant, I'm filled with so much joy. So, you got some news for me? I do, I do. I
3: heard from the doctor today, in my HCC test was
6: I've seen so many women who have, um, you know, who who hurt so much. When they finally become parents, and I'm able to see that joy and experience that joy with them, it is absolutely humbling for us to be able to experience the life of all of these miracle babies that we have seen. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing.
7: Give it up for Reverend Stacy, who's right here in our audience. We're so thankful for you. Thank you so much for sharing your story and your beautiful family with us. Some other people from
1: your organization are also with us. And if you want to learn more about these amazing women and see the two part Thriver Thursday season finale, please head to Robin's Facebook page.
6: Well, hey there, GMA fans. Robin Roberts here. Thanks for checking out our YouTube channel. Lots of great stuff here, so go on, click the subscribe button right over right over here to get more of awesome videos and content from GMA every day, anytime. We thank you for watching, and we'll see you in the morning on GMA.
4: Mm. So shout
2: out to Dr. Stacy and helping women to become pregnant. So again. Drop in the comments. What are other causes? What are the, what are also the leading causes of infertility? So my question tonight is, how do you communicate? How do you talk to someone that is struggling to have a baby and you're pregnant? That's the question that I want to know. So drop your answer in the comments. Like, what do you say? How do you have a discussion with someone without making them feel uncomfortable without making them feel like they're less of a woman because they're unable to conceive so again y'all drop in the comments let me know what are the leading causes of infertility outside of the ones that i did name. so
1: now through april 14th join a clean and spacious planet fitness for one dollar down and only ten dollars a month with tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out.
3: Even me, Mr. I, can't sleep at night, so I keep dozing off during the day.
1: Especially you, Snoozy. You'll rest easier and feel fit-tacular. Wait,
6: how did you get in here?
1: Join in or at PlanetFitness.com. $1 down, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Hurry, deal ends April 14th. See club for details.
8: At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy.
2: How do you cope with the inability to conceive? Again, this all ties in with the mental health. Um, And like I said, this was a, a conversation that I wanted to bring to the forefront because we don't discuss it enough in regards to infertility. And like I said, it doesn't just affect women, but it affects the men. Men have, you know, can also be infertile. Maybe their sperm is not shaped correctly. Maybe it's not as mobile as it should be to be able to travel up um to the egg to fertilize to you know somehow down the road produce a baby. <sighs> All right. So Miss Booster says to be honest she's not sure. She's here to be educated. And Miss Robin says the same thing. So let me let me put this. Let me post this back up. Give me one second because hold on, y'all. So right there, it says the stereo. It says in the survey, fifty percent black women were more likely um, than white women to say they felt uncomfortable talking about their doctor talking to their doctors about fertility. But why is that? Why do we feel so uncomfortable? with telling our doctors, hey, I am trying to get pregnant. You know, I've been trying for the last maybe six months and I've been unsuccessful. Why is that? Why are we so ashamed and embarrassed? Is it because we feel like we're less than a woman if we're unable to conceive a baby? I think that's a big part of it. Um, I know when I lost my two babies, I did feel like a failure. I was like, you know, I started to question, you know, God, you gave me these two beautiful babies. Why would you take these two away from me? So, like I said, when I went back. So Booster says, as a woman, I'm supposed to conceive. She said, having a child is automatic. So Miss Robin says, I think doctors care less and I don't think we feel confident enough ask those questions but what can we do so when we go to our well woman checkups and of course you know on the question is that you fill out once a year they ask you know have you been pregnant you know what issues are you going through in that moment that should be your moment to write down what issues you have so let me ask you ladies this would it make a difference if you had a doctor that looked like you versus going to a white doctor would that make you feel comfortable If you were going to a doctor that may have looked like you or again, if you had that support system where you're able to talk to your girlfriends and say, hey, I'm struggling, you know, me and and Rob or, you know, whoever your significant other is, we've been trying to have a baby, but we've been unsuccessful. Would that be, would that make you comfortable if you're able to share with your circle? So Booster says yes, for sure. And I feel the same way because, like I said, I had two miscarriages. So when I had those two miscarriages, I questioned. I was like, well, wait a minute, but why? You know, again, as I was going into my story, I asked why I had these two beautiful babies. Why would you take two more for me? You gave me two, but then you took two. So as as I sat down and I discussed these things with my doctor, my doctor said, well, Ashley, number one, you're t- I'm underweight. Then I was a smoker. Um, I was a drinker. I I didn't exercise. My diet was, was all the way off. So I was always eating processed food, whether it was McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell. So I wasn't eating right. And she said that could have been an issue. Then she said it could have been chromosomal abnormalities in regards as to why I lost those babies. Maybe they weren't developing correctly. Or, or maybe if they would have developed correctly Maybe one of them would have been born With a genetic disorder Maybe one of them would have been born With a uh, Like cerebral palsy or something like that Down syndrome She said so never question The work that God does Maybe that was just not your time For those two babies to come But I did get blessed with my third child And I'm forever grateful For my rainbow baby So Oh, when it comes to coping with the inability to conceive, again, that does start to take a toll on your mental. And you do start to feel less than a woman. You feel like, all my friends have, have babies. Why don't I? So then you start to tear yourself down. And that's one of the things you do not want to do when you're trying to conceive a baby. Because depression, anxiety, Bipolar, all that takes a toll on your health. You know, if your weight is going up and down, if you're not eating like you're supposed to, if the way way that you're looking to cope is through alcohol or through drugs, through cigarettes, that does take a toll and has an effect on your inability to conceive, on the ability to conceive. My apologies. So drop in the comments any questions that you have. But I do want to say, let me go right here. And I'm going to post this again. I definitely want to break the stigma about black women and infertility. I want you to know that is okay. Just, you know, in that moment, it may not be your time to have a baby. And, and, and one of the things that I don't want to come across as cold hearted and callous because I want to go with you on your journey. I want to understand, you know, and help you process your emotions and the way that you feel in regards of the ability for you to conceive a baby. I also want to say, if we don't talk to each other about fertility, our mental health, our physical health, our financial health, health and all those things, then the next generation will be just as confused, sad, and angry. How much truth is that? How much of that rings true? Because to me, they all go hand in hand. Your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health, your spiritual health. I just had this conversation with my girl Christina on her show. She has Women of Empowerment Inc. So y'all go follow her on Instagram. We just had this conversation in regards to health your wellness and mental health. It coincides. So when we sit down and we have that tough question in regards to what causes infertility, that's the biggest thing. Stress. Stress, 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 stress. stress. I cannot say it enough. Another leading cause of infertility, polycystic ovarian syndrome, (PCOS). Again, women, it's not always you. It could be your husband. It could be your your significant other, you know, your boyfriend, whatever. Those are the leading causes of infertility. Like I say, tumors and cysts, fibroids, which are little tumors, little cysts, stress, diabetes, your weight, your diet. That makes a big difference when it comes to the ability to conceive. So Ms. Booth says she has a cousin that is having issues conceiving. How do you support her? First thing you have to do, educate yourself. Get all the information, gather all the information and the resources in regards to infertility. Be her shoulder. Don't give her any advice. Let her know. Let me post this for you, Booster. I still have this up. Let me post this for you. So just don't worry about what's on the on the left side, the right side. I want you to look at what's on the right side. So let me take this off. So what can you say? You want to know how to support her? You let her know. I'm so sorry that you're going through this. Let her know that you're here for her. Let her know that you love her. Let her know you are valid in your feelings. It's okay, like I say, for you to be angry. It's okay for you to be upset. Find ways on how you can, ask them, how can I support you? What do you need from me? That's the first thing. Ask them again how can I support you in this? Do you need me to go with you to your doctor's appointments? What do you need me to do? Tell them you love them, tell them they're doing a fantastic job, but never tell them that maybe it's just not meant for you to, to be a mother. Uh stop telling them oh, it's common because they don't want to hear that. We don't want we don't want to be told. That we're like everybody else. Oh, well, so-and-so can't have babies either. That To me, that sounds so callous. It's it's almost like no feelings. You get what I'm saying? So you want to be as supportive as you can. You want to understand their feelings. And allow them to be angry. Allow them to be sad. Allow them to be mad, you know. So, Booster says our culture doesn't make it any better. Absolutely not. It does not make it any better. So, Ms. Robin says she agrees. She said, I don't think we have the conversation about fertility. No, we don't. But in regards to mental health, it all ties in together. Because anytime, like I say, when it comes to, let me pull this list back up. Let me pull my list back up. So I pulled up a list in regards of what causes infertility. So I was saying stress. So mental illness. Anybody that's going through depression, anxiety, that does take a toll. Like we stated tonight, it takes a toll on your health. So in tune... That may affect your ability to conceive a baby because you're stressing. Because your weight is not consistent. You know, your weight is up and down. That And then a hormonal imbalance could be a cause. I know I've heard that um, that could be regulated with birth control. But some people don't like taking birth control. But again, these are discussions that you have to sit down and you have to talk about with your doctor. You have to be open with your doctor. Your doctor cannot help you if you're not open. So Miss Robin says she miscarried and no one had the conversation with me. I'm afraid that I might not be able to cook. I might not be able to have kids. So Miss Robin, when you had your miscarriage, because I know we talked about this last week on, on Tuesday night's episode. Have you been back to the doctor to check to make sure your eggs? that you you know you're ovulating every month that your fallopian tubes are open that they're not blocked those are things that you have to have to do says don't automatically assume that you can't have babies go ask those questions get with your get with your uh, gynecologist and say hey i had a miscarriage xyz years ago I'm afraid that I mean I may not be able to have children. And they will provide you with the resources in regards to the testing. Um I know one of the things that they do utilize to see if your two your fallopian tubes are open is the dye test. I'm sorry, the blue the blue dye test is what it's called. Um where they inject um your tubes with a blue dye to make sure that they're open. And then also, Miss Robin, you want to make sure that your husband or, you know, your significant other, his sperm count. So you want to do it at the same time. You want to make sure that you're eating right, that you're exercising, that you have no stress. And same with your husband. No stress. You want to make sure no alcohol, no drugs, cigarettes, anything that could affect the inability for the sperm to be immobile, which means... The sperm is not able to maneuver through to get to the egg. So you definitely want to check into that. Um, And like I say, it's not just us women. Men can be infertile too. So we're not just talking to the women tonight. We are talking to the men as well. Right. Insensitive. That's the word I was looking for. Yes, that was absolutely the word. Hey, Will, thank you for tuning in, Big Brother. Y'all don't forget, y'all tapping with my brother, Big Brother Will, because he has two amazing podcasts that come on on Sunday, um, the ADHD Hour podcast as well as the Black Male podcast. You can follow him on Facebook, follow him on YouTube. When I tell you he has some amazing content, Especially the black male podcast. Oh my gosh, I love it! And he is every Sunday, three p.m. Central Time and six p.m. Central Time. Again, go follow Big Brother Will ADHD Hour podcast as well as the Black Mailed M A L D podcast. And and you're more than welcome, Boost. You're more than welcome. You know, as I said, we have to be selective with the things we say to people because at times, yes, we may come across as we're caring and endearing, but like I say, it's not what you say, sometimes it's how you see it. So you have to be careful with that. Especially, you know, like I say, we as women, when we, oh, so he changed it. So the Black Male Podcast is now Tuesday at 8 p.m. And he said he might change it to 7 to catch me. Oh, so I'm going to be jumping back and forth. But don't worry, you know I'm going to be tuned in. You know, because I love everything you guys talk about on the Black Male Podcast. I absolutely adore it. You guys are too funny, but real. And I love to get unbiased conversations in regards to learning about the black man. Because y'all know I love y'all. Your black men are wonderful. Okay. Eric had a problem with scheduling. Trust me. Definitely understand. Definitely understand. Definitely understand. So we'll work it out so that way, because I definitely want to make sure that I, I, you know, I have to watch your episode all the way to the end. I have to watch it all the way to the end. I can't just jump in and then I got to jump off notes. So I may change mine to Wednesdays and Fridays. So that way, I'm able to catch your show too. So we're gonna work it out. You're welcome, brother. Absolutely. So, Miss Robin, absolutely great info. Um, but you want you want to do that. You like I say, when we go to our well woman checkups once a year, you know we can tell them if we're having issues. You know if our period is too heavy, we never have issues with that. So let's normalize talking to our OBGYNs and saying, hey, I had a miscarriage or I had an abortion or whatever the situation, I had a stillbirth. I want to make sure that I am healthy enough to try again to conceive a baby. Because you don't want to run into the same problems if you don't know if there's an issue. Because again, it's not always us women, it's men as well. So pulling up some more information, So it says, generally speaking, infertility in men is related to the following issues. Does he have an effective production of sperm? Is he producing enough sperm? That's first and foremost. The sperm count, which is the number of sperm. Does he have just two sperm or a million? Now, I know it's not a million, but I'm just making it up. The shape of the sperm. The movement of the sperm, which includes both the wiggling motion of the sperm themselves and the transport of the sperm through the tubes of the male reproductive system. So although he's ejaculating, are they moving the way they're supposed to? Are they mobile? Are they mobile enough to move out of his tubes and into yours to fertilize your egg? So women, stop beating yourself up. Men, I need y'all to go get your checkups as well, especially, again, if you're trying to conceive. Definitely, that's what I want you to do because we need some more black babies. Definitely need to know. We definitely need some more black babies. So, again, going back to how do you cope with the inability to conceive. So, no, let me jump back one more time. So, going back to the leading causes of infertility, I did pull up some more things. So, i say risk factors, <clears throat> excuse me, this is regards to the men. The risk factors associated with infertility in men include, but they are not limited to older age. Age plays a factor, you know, and I know they say with women, um, the older you are, the less eggs that you're ovulating. And I know they say men can have babies all the way up until they produce sperm all the way, you know, can have conceived all the way up until they die. Um, But they're older age. Um, Cigarettes. Alcohol. Your weight. Weight, weight, weight. Are you overweight or obese? I'm talking to the men now. Ladies, you know, I always talk to you, but I'm talking to the men right now. You know, I'm going to get back to us, so don't worry. Um, and with men exposure to toxins such as pesticides, herbicides and heavy metals. You know, so if you have a uh your significant other works in a refinery uh things of that nature where they're exposed to toxic chemicals that has an effect on their ability for the sperm to come out we write The marijuana, and I've heard that too. And that goes for men and women. So if you are an avid weed smoker, marijuana does lower your sperm count. Fellas, come on now. It's okay to puff every once in a while, but chill out on it, especially if you're trying to have a baby. Because you know, that does affect, you know, your sperm is high and don't know where it's going and they die. So, Chill out, fellas. You know, lay low. ladies too. When it comes to your diet, ladies, be mindful of what you're eating. Be mindful of all the drinking, the smoking, the partying, all of that there. Tone it down a little bit, especially if you're in the process of trying to conceive and have a baby. So, another thing in regards to men, and again, I know we don't talk about this, um, Medical conditions. What medical conditions in regards to men will prohibit the ability that causes infertility? So looking at my list, retrograde ejaculation. We're going to talk about that. So it says, what is retrograde ejaculation? So in males, urine and ejaculate both pass through the urethra. Um, there's a muscle or a sphincter near the neck of the bladder that helps to hold in urine until you're ready to urinate. So it says, in the retrograde ejaculation, this muscle fails to contract. So it says, because it stays relaxed, the ejaculate ends ends up in your bladder. The result is what is called a dry orgasm. Ooh. Ooh. That's a lot, y'all. And it says... Despite the lack of ejaculate, it feels like a normal orgasm. and doesn't usually affect, usually affect sexual pleasure. It's not a disease or a serious threat to your health. So, fellas, y'all need to go get checked, too. Just like we women need to, you fellas need to go get checked, too. Then it says, I don't know how to say the word, but I will tell you, the swelling of the veins around the testicles. Ooh, fellas, just like we go through, just like us women go through it, your men go through it too. So, cell, I believe is how you say the word. It says the scrotum is a skin-covered sac that holds your testicles. Um, It's like, it's similar to varicose veins. So what it does, it causes the testicles to shrink. So you go from having these big balls to little peanuts. That's what it is. And when that happens, it decreases your sperm production. That's what happens. So Will says diabetes, high blood pressure, right, 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 weight, um, and what you eat, your lifestyle, your lifestyle. Also, in men, testicles that haven't descended into the scrotum. I know that's common. I've seen it, um... And I know some men who've had to have surgery to drop um, the testicles inside the ball sack. I'm going to call it that. I'm going to call it, that's the ghetto term. So I'm going to call it that. Um, Also, a hormonal imbalance in men such as a low testosterone production.
9: In today's day and age, we care more about what we're eating. Hey, it's Kayla. Not only as a foodie do I love to try new recipes with fresh produce, but as a mom, I kind of care about what my daughter is eating. That's why we recently discovered 80 Acres Farms. This is where you can get crisp, delicious salad greens that stays fresher in your fridge for longer all at your local Kroger. All of the produce is straight from their farm to the store within days of harvest. Plus, the produce is grown using zero pesticides and no GMOs. Just visit 80acresfarms.com. To learn more, and you can find their produce at your local Kroger.
8: At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, We're all for literacy.
2: So maybe your body's not producing enough testosterone. And again, fellas, that doesn't make you less of a man. There are options out there. There are treatments out there that will help treat infertility. But again, they're very, very, very expensive. Very expensive. So Boost says keep it coming. Hmm, right. So Boost, like I say, we always talk in regards to women issues, but we never talk in regards to men issues. So those are just some of the things that I pulled up in regards that are the leading causes of infertility in men. So again, when it comes to women, ovulation. Are we ovulating every month? Um, so it's always good to get the BST, which is a basal, a basal system, the Check your temperature, you know, at the right time that you know you're ovulating, because I know your temperature in your body increases when you're ovulating, and it decreases once um, if you don't get pregnant and you start your cycle. Um, Again, a lot of the things are the same things that um, increase the infertility, and men also are the same with women. Um, Having sexually transmitted diseases, un, let me say this, untreated. Sexually transmitted diseases will cause you to become infertile. If not infertile, you will become sterile if you leave it untreated. So if you get chlamydia, gonorrhea, and it's left untreated, you do run the risk of possible infertility or sterility, which sterile means you cannot conceive babies at all. With women, oh, come on, ladies, let's talk about this. Fibroids, you have fibroids, polycystic ovarian, ovary syndrome, or hormonal imbalance. I suffer from PCOS, and I didn't know what it was, because I started getting these little hairs on my face. And um, my doctor was like, yeah, that's PCOS. So what PCOS is, for the ones that don't know, and again, getting educated, PCOS is women that produce higher than normal amounts of male hormones that's what polycystic ovary syndrome is your body is producing more testosterone and less estrogen hence that's where the hair comes from you get um, I can never say the word herotism which means that's why you see the woman with the facial hair you see the hair around your nipples. You just have an overabundance of hair. So that's what polycystic ovarian ovary syndrome is. Your body produces more testosterone than it does estrogen. So that causes, excuse me, infertility, Um, pelvic inflammatory disease, endometriosis, which is the lining of the uterus is very thick. Um, I know women that have had DNCs to try to thin out, um, the lining of the uterus because it's so thick and with the lining of the uterus being so thick the sperm is unable to maneuver through the thickness to reach your egg um the uterine fibroids they could be malignant or non-malignant cysts that are on the ovaries tumors um and then you have premature ovarian failure which is something i have never heard of um Again, I guess that's considered early menopause. So um, your body starts to produce less estrogen and progesterone, which are the main hormones in regards to the female reproduction. So when those start to drop, that does decrease your chances of getting pregnant. So these are the things that we need to start normalizing in the community is when we go to our doctor's, Be open and honest with your doctors and let them know, hey, I'm having issues. I've been trying to get pregnant for the last year. I've been trying to get pregnant for the last six months. Inform your doctors because your doctors can absolutely point you in the right direction in regards to getting your treatment to where you're able to conceive and make sure that your spouse, significant other, husband is on board in regards to that. Because again, ladies, it may not always be so I want you to stop beating yourself up. That's absolutely one of the things that I want you to do. So these are some of the things that we can learn how to cope with the ambili- with the inability to conceive. Let me post my list one more time. Again, pay attention to what's on the right. So if someone comes to you and they're saying, I've, I've been struggling to get pregnant, please, please. Let them know that you're there for them. Please show an abundance of support. Be their shoulder. Don't try to offer any type of therapy because you're not a licensed counselor, therapist, whatever. But be sympathetic. Let them know, I understand. It's okay for you to feel the way that you do. You're not wrong. You're you're absolutely... Great in regards of why you're feeling the way that you do and you're entitled to that. Don't ever make the conversation about you. Let the conversation be about the person. Because sometimes they're not calling you to get advice. They just want to vent. They just want to talk about what they have going on. So let's learn to say that. Tell them that you love them. Let them know. So Miss Robin says black people are afraid to be honest with their doctors. But why though? So, Ms. Robin, so when we're doing those questionnaires and they ask any other issues, okay, so now you put a list and say, hey, I have heavy menstrual cycles. Um, I'm unable to fall asleep or, you know, I'm able to fall asleep, but I'm unable to stay asleep. Why can't we be open and honest with our doctors? Could it, is it because... The doctors lack the knowledge. Could it be because when we've tried to be open with our doctors, they shut us down? Do in our minds do we have a, a a sense of a sense of thought where we feel like they're not going to understand? Mm. So, Boo says she thinks it's because the other side has failed us in the past. Let's talk about that. So, I know on a video that I shared, I know it talked about um, the lack of resources in regards to that. Let me see if I can pull that video back up because it does really tie into infertility. And this could um, be the reason that... We're not open and honest with our doctors. Let me see if I can find that video. Um, Let me see if I can find it. Give me one second. But I I, I believe... um, So let's go here. I want to see this is the video. So I want to play this quick video for you. And I want to show you how it correlates with what we're talking about tonight. Because I really honestly believe... um, Healthcare is not always readily available. So while I'm waiting on that to um, upload, so Robin says, Yes, they don't trust them. And so Boo says, We don't know our rights, or maybe some doctors are stuck on what they read rather than who was in front of them and their experiences. That last line, Boo, is absolutely the truth. So in that moment, would it be safe to say that maybe we should try to find another doctor that can that's a little more relatable or a doctor that is willing to understand and listen to us as we're talking and not just shun us off as they don't want to hear it? Talk to me. Y'all let me know. So I want to say this is the video. No, this one may not be it. Hold on. Let me go back. I'm really trying to find that video because um, it might that might be the one. Okay, here it is. Okay, let me upload this one. Um, because I, I want to show how it correlates in regards to why we don't trust these doctors. I want to I wanna talk on that. I want to elaborate a little bit more. Why can't we be open um, with our doctors when we go in there and say, hey, this is what's going on. Um, and to just, you know, while I'm waiting on this video, um, just to kind of share a little bit, I was uncomfortable at first when, you know, when I go to the doctor, when I go for my well-woman checkup, and of course, you know, they ask, you know. What is your period like? Is its is it 28 days? Does it come every 30 days? Does it come every 32 days? Um, and then when they get to that imperative question, are you experiencing any other issues? So I have very heavy cycles. Um, so like the first couple of days of my period, I bleed very heavy. So I'm wearing pads. Uh-oh. I don't know what happened. Oh. There we go. Oh, wait a minute. Something happened. Hold on. Oh. All right. There we go. Technology just never does what you need it to do. It never does what you need it to do. So, let me go. All right. So, Boo says... For sure. She's speaking from experience. She said to be transparent is hard enough. So you have to do it until we meet someone that is willing to walk hand in hand with us. Right. That's like when you, that's, that's like because I want to jump back into mental health for just a moment. That's like when you go to look for a therapist. You get what I'm saying? You have to find the right one that's willing to help you unpack your suitcase and not just be there to get paid. So I'm right there with you. So Ms. Robin says insurance limits us. She said depending on the insurance you have, you can get a shitty group of doctors that we have access to. She would be shopping for doctors. You hit the nail on the head. If I'm not Miss Robin, <clears throat> excuse me. This video that I'm about to play is absolutely what you just said. Let me go.
5: You. We've been talking a little bit about losing uh, losing a child, a miscarriage, and we want to find out why it's happening, and that's the question that we get asked all the time. Mm-hmm. Why is it happening? What's, what's going
0: on? So it can be really divided into three things. Mm-hmm. One is unexplained. We have no idea why it's happening. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it's something that is a genetic thing that happens spontaneously. So, you know, when eggs and sperm come together and they mix and they have to divide into cells evenly, those chromosomes need to pair up in pairs.
5: Okay. And
0: when the chromosomes don't line up the right way, we call that aneuploidy. And when that happens, the pregnancy doesn't develop the normal way Mm -hmm. and women will miscarry right sometimes it is due to maternal factors so something's in the female uterus the the shape of the uterus Um, sometimes people have what's called a mullerian anomaly which is a big word to say when the uterus is forming embryologically it doesn't form in the right shape Mm -hmm. and then when a pregnancy tries to implant in the unusually formed uterus it miscarries Mm -hmm. so that would be a maternal factor Sometimes when moms have other diseases, like diabetes, they're at higher risk of miscarriage when their sugars are not as well controlled. Right. Um, One we've talked about before, polycystic ovarian syndrome, that would be another maternal factor, so a a woman factor. Um, And then in the fetus, if the fetus is developing abnormally congenitally, so just the way that it's folding and dividing, it doesn't happen normally, Mm -hmm. then that would also end in miscarriage. But the number one reason is genetics that are sporadic, no control. There's nothing you could do to prevent it. Mm-hmm. Um, until the day comes where doctors will be able to program the way genes combine to make a baby, there will be no way that we can change the genetic abnormalities that have happen and that result in miscarriage. So that really brings me to the, the big point that I need to drive home in this, in this conversation that I have in my office often, almost mm-hmm. daily is there's nothing that you could have done to prevent this from happening. And women need to rid We are crazy guilt people. I don't know why. Yeah. But w- it, pregnancy, it doesn't only rely on the women. The pregnancy also relies on the men, de- relies on the genetics, the combination. A lot of this is random. Mm-hmm. And much as we feel the devastation, and I, I get it, the wanting of a pregnancy, the desire for pregnancy. And sometimes it's guilt not only in, from yourself, but from family. That Which is brutal. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Like it wasn't the fact that you were working out. It wasn't the jog no. you took. No. It wasn't that, you know, you're, you're working too long hours. You didn't sleep. You do shift. work. You didn't sleep. Yeah. You're not eating well enough. This is like, it's completely beyond you. And I'm just going to leave you with Christina, another viewer who said, um, the stinger is at every doctor's appointment afterwards when they ask you how many pregnancies have you had followed by how many living children. Mm. It's something you've got to live with forever. And a lot of people think, you know, just because the miscarriage is done and you've had more kids, you've forgotten it, but you don't ever forget.
0: No, and, and doctors can be insensitive sometimes. I mean, I, I am a woman's health doctor, I'm a fertility specialist, so, you know, we have questionnaires, I let people fill it out, and yeah. I'll write it in from the questionnaire. I don't like to um, make people make repeat people it again repeat and again. It because it's, it's traumatic. Yeah. And I think that some of my patients, not everyone, but you know, we, we talk about mental health and things that can be triggering, and having to talk about it every single time you have a doctor's appointment can also be triggering. Right. And sure. people, could, this can actually put people into depression. So it's also important to know that you have health care providers and there are mental health care providers that are there to support women. And we have that in our office, to mm-hmm. support women, not just from the medical perspective. Yes, you're bleeding, I'll make sure you get the medications and make sure your uterus is clear. But also, are you okay? Because yeah. this is a lot, it's a lot to deal with. And sometimes even the partners don't know how to handle it. So, patients and individuals need to know we need to talk about this mm-hmm. we need to know that there are supports and there are people who can help us through this and you're not alone
5: yeah you're not alone, you're not alone
0: and you didn't do it to yourself this find happens. the resources
5: and keep the conversation going on twitter so mm-hmm. at city Line ca if you have any questions for us or other topics you want us to cover we will cover them so
2: there you go exactly what we just said hey sis good to see you honey So there you go, Robin. And there you go, Boost. She said it perfectly. You know, like you say, to be transparent is hard. And again, having to repeat that over and over again. I'm struggling. I still have yet to get pregnant. Right. So, again, that goes back to, Robin, what we were talking about today in regards to mental health. The health. And the wellness, it all goes together. It, it coincides. So, drop in the comments. I want to know, how would you cope with the inability to conceive? I want to know. And moving on. So, while, while you're dropping in the comments, let's move on to the next one. Your various options and support for infertile men and in There's so many support groups. Family. You know, your close circle of friends. What can we do? How can we continue to support someone who's struggling to conceive? What are the various options and support for infertile men and women? So, Y'all know I'm pulling up information so in regards to men men should plan to see a doctor after one year of trying to conceive or if any other following apply erectile dysfunction are you struggling to get a hard on you know men uh, Problems with ejaculation. These are things that when you go to your doctor, I'm talking to the men now. These are things, men, you need to address with your doctor. Um, Are you having problems with ejaculation? What is your sex drive? Do you have a high sex drive or a low sex drive? Do you have pain or swelling in the genital area? Or have you undergone a previous surgery in the genital area? So these are things that men, you need to start discussing when you go to your doctor's appointment. You know, when they ask, when you go for your physical, let your doctor know, hey, I, I I'm having a difficult time trying to get an erection. Then we need to, y'all need to learn to be open with your doctors too, and express to your doctors. You know, one of the things that they will do is they will ask you your medical history. Do you smoke? Do you drink? What is your diet like? Do you exercise? You know, what kind of job do you have? They want to know these things. Because like I say, stress is a major factor in infertility. So your doctor will also, for men, I'm talking to the men, ladies, I'm coming back to us in just a moment. But right now I want to talk to the men. Because men are often left out of this equation. And again, when it comes to these particular topics, it's always the women, the women, the women, the women, the women, but men too. So tonight, right now, I'm just talking to the men. And of course, y'all, y'all know I'm coming back to my ladies. So don't worry. Um. So what your doctor will do, fellas, he'll take a semen analysis. So which means you're going to a little room and he'll give you the little cup with the little magazine, you know, your jack off in the little cup and, and they test your sperm. Um, the test may include hormone testing genital ultrasound, and then genetic testing. As the doctor stated in the video I just played, genetics. So for women, 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 I'm talking to my ladies. So Ms. Robin says, I would figure out what my options are. But you could also ask your doctor, what are your options? What are the treatments out there that treat infertility? Again, you have IVF, excuse me, you have IVF, which is the in vitro fertilization where they remove the eggs um, from your uterus, they remove the man's sperm. No, you start taking the shots, I'm sorry, Um, to get your body ready. Um, I just lost my train of thought, I was about to say, artificial insemination, my apologies, is where they take the egg from you and the sperm and they put it in a little dish and they to the fertilizer and then they inject it back into your uterus and hope that it forms into a viable pregnancy inside your uterus and you don't end up with an ectopic pregnancy or possibly a miscarriage. Um, so one of the things that they'll do for us women, when we go for our exam, a pelvic exam, you know how they do when we get, when we get out, do our well woman checkups, you know, we do the pap smear, um, they swab, you know, and make sure that, you know, there's no cancer cells. Um, they make sure there's no fibroids. They make sure there's no endometriosis or pelvic inflammatory disease. Women, one of the things that we are not open and honest about when it comes to our doctor's appointments is if we've had a sexually transmitted disease. Because, again, as as I stated, an un, a sexually transmitted disease that goes untreated, can leave you infertile and possibly sterile infertility and sterility is different infertility means you know you haven't been able to conceive within a year sterility or sterile means you can't have babies at all and that affects men and women Uh, so what they do is for us women they do an ultrasound to check out the ovaries and the uterus to make sure again you have no tumors whether it's cysts, fibroids. Um, I know I had um, H, not HPV. Um, They saw the cancer, the precancerous cells in my cervix. So I had the cryo freeze and I was good after that. And I was able to go ahead and and have my babies. Um, But they will also do the uh, follicle stimulating hormone test. Um, which is the test. It's the ovarian reserve testing, which uses... Oh, these are the tests, um, which is the hist- It's the x-ray used to evaluate the fallopian tubes in the uterus. That's the one, I believe, where they inject um, with the blue dye and the dye runs through to make sure that your tubes are open so that way the sperm are able to flow through and be able to reach your egg. Laparoscopy. Um, Laparoscopy. Which uses a camera to examine the internal organs. So, of course, ladies, you know how that goes, like you're doing a pap smear, but this time they go going with a camera to look and see if they're, you know, if they see any abnormalities in your uterus. Um, and then you have the ovarian reserve testing, um, which is a test used to determine a woman's potential for conceiving, and that is called the follicle stimulating hormone test. So, We go into the treatments, which, again, the various options and support for infertile men and women.
8: At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy.
2: So for men, male infertility can be treated in a variety of ways. Treatment can include surgery, medication, or assisted reproductive technology. Because a man may have an obstruction in his uh, urethra. Is what it's called. Which prevents the sperm from coming out. So although you think he's. You know he he is ejaculating. Is the sperm that's coming out of it. Or or as I call it. Is it just water. Don't judge me y'all. Don't judge me. So. There we go. Um. Medications. um, They can give medications for erectile dysfunction. Um. And then when it comes to the ART, which is the artificial, I'm sorry, the assisted reproductive technology, that's the in vitro fertilization. And then you have the intracytoplasmic sperm injection. So which means the ART treatments can be received from ejaculate extraction from the testicles or from a sperm donor. And I know... Some people don't like to talk about that, but hey, like I say, doesn't make you less, less of a man, does it doesn't make you less of a woman. Absolutely does not. All right. So for women, again with us correcting an abnormally shaped uterus. So your uterus, if it's not shaped correctly, could also hinder your ability to conceive. Um uh, I think it's called a tilted I'm going to tell you all A tilted, 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 or a splited ovum, a a blighted ovum is what it's called Um, in regards to your uterus not being shaped correctly. Fallopian tubes may be blocked. Again, they do the dye. They run through to make sure your tubes are open. And then if you have fibroids, whether they're just little cysts or whether they're fibroids, getting those removed because if they are on your fallopian tubes, they will block ways for the sperm to get through. So sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And doctors do tell you 50-50 chance or a 60% chance that you may or may not be able to conceive. So before you jump into these options, you definitely want to get educated and you definitely want to be prepared mentally, physically, and emotionally for this because I know it is a long journey journey. Um, and I know, you know, we struggle with patience and want to get everything and we want everything done right then. But again, you have to be mentally, physically, emotionally and spiritually prepared to go on this and injur- to embark on this journey. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So before I roll into my final thoughts, I just have one more video um, in regards to what you were saying, Miss Robin, in regards to insurance, so bear with me, I'm going to play, play this brief video, and then we're going to roll into the final thoughts for tonight, and then we'll discuss what we're going to be talking about on Thursday night. So here we go.
7: As we dive into this topic of bias, we wanted to look at bias within health care. We found a startling statistic, too. Black women are two to three times more likely to die during childbirth than white women. Looking at the numbers here locally in Kansas, of those women who die due to pregnancy-related causes, 70 per 100,000 are black. Compare that to white women, who account for 22 per 100,000. In Missouri, the numbers are even higher, 92 for every 100,000 deaths involve black women versus 22 for white women. The increased rate is similar for infant mortality. Black babies, two to three times more likely to die at birth. While there are a number of factors that play into these statistics, some experts and advocates point to bias in health care as being a contributing one. And it's not just African-Americans. Latina and indigenous women are disproportionately affected too. 41 Action News anchor Caitlin Canute has stories from two women who say bias left their lives forever changed.
1: Although it's been eight years, Sapphire Garcia-Lise can still remember the excitement surrounding the birth of her second daughter, Ella. Everything had gone perfectly
9: fine with my pregnancy. And then I got to 38 and a half weeks and I noticed that she wasn't moving as much.
1: Garcia Lee says she visited her doctor and shared her concerns, but was told that was normal. So despite a nagging suspicion, she returned home only to seek out a second opinion at the hospital two days later. They did a sonogram and they
9: couldn't find a heartbeat. She had passed away in utero. And it turns out that she had her cord wrapped several times around her neck and her blood supply had cut off.
1: Heartbroken and devastated, she delivered Ella, knowing there would be no first breath, no first cry. Holding her stillborn daughter, she says she couldn't help but wonder if her race prompted the doctor to disregard her concerns.
9: And if they had caught that
1: in time when she was still moving some, then I think that she probably could have been saved. Research shows women of color are more likely to experience bias in health care. Some experts say this dates back to the 1800s when James Sims, often referred to as the father of OBGYN, performed experimental surgeries on enslaved women without anesthesia.
9: So historically, what that has done is that has created a bias that black women can take more pain that they're stronger.
1: As an assistant professor with the University of Kansas School of Medicine, Dr. Sharla Smith presents this very topic to local medical providers. So
9: there's an assumption that if you're black, that you're from a particular community, you're uneducated, you don't have health insurance, you don't have a good job. um, And so you don't have the knowledge to actually know how to take care of yourself.
1: For Kansas City mom, Izula Maximilian, she's convinced this bias prevented hospital staff from taking her seriously when she went to the emergency room, suspecting her intense pain was the result of another ectopic pregnancy. When
9: I spoke to the admissions officer, I told him that I was pregnant, that I've had ectopic pregnancies in the past, and that I'm having one right now,
5: and he told me to go wait and sit down.
1: According to the Mayo Clinic, ectopic pregnancies where a fertilized egg implants in the fallopian tube can cause life-threatening bleeding. But Maximilian says that day, besides giving her a drug test, no diagnostic tests were done for four to five hours as she floated in and out of consciousness until finally blood work came back showing she had sepsis. And that
9: now they wanted to do an ultrasound and figure out what was going on. And um, when they did the ultrasound, they were able to confirm that there was was a burst in my fallopian tube.
1: She'd lost half her blood supply due to internal bleeding and was rushed into surgery, but not before she first said goodbye to her young son.
9: I do remember him, you know, like saying that he loved me and me telling him that I loved him and being concerned it was going to be the last time that I saw him.
1: After the surgery, she recalls opening her eyes with a sense of purpose, vowing to share her story so no other woman of color experiences the trauma she endured. These are just some of the stories being shared with doctors here in Missouri and Kansas, and they've caught the attention of the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, or ACOG.
8: So what I would say to these these folks who are sharing their stories um, is that I believe
7: you and that ACOG believes that this is a is a problem within our own practice and
9: the
8: larger system of health care um, and wellness.
1: Dr. Colleen McNicholas adds while education and accountability are a necessary step, there's more that needs to be done on a broader level. You
8: know, simple things, expanding Medicaid, having access to preventative care, looking at what access in rural communities, for example, looks like. That's
1: where the Uzazi Village, a nonprofit in Kansas City, helps fill the gaps.
6: What we're trying to do is reverse those health outcome tra- uh, trends and help uh, our community families have healthier pregnancies and healthier babies.
1: Uzazi Village works directly with women and families, offering them prenatal and postpartum education, resources, and support, including providing expectant moms with doulas. A
6: doula is a professional labor support person, so a professional labor coach, uh, except that our doulas are also trained to work with women during pregnancy and in their postpartum periods.
1: For Garcia Lease, it's a service she knows well. She became a doula in Wichita after losing Ella. Also, she could better advocate for women of color and their babies. I've seen clear-cut cases where
9: the work I do as a doula has paid off with a better outcome for the mom or the
1: baby. It's a fight to help others that keeps her motivated and helps keep Ella's memory alive. Caitlin Canute, 41 Action News.
2: All right, so Ms. Robin, uh, yeah, absolutely was dead on, you know, in the video it did state, you know, insurance, you know, race, very biased.
8: Boy, 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 boy.
2: We got to do better, y'all. We got to do better as a people. We have to be open when it comes to these doctors. Okay. All right. So y'all already know we have now reached the end of another episode of Black Girl Interrupted. Oh, I feel like something was crawling on me, y'all. Um, And I roll into my final thoughts. So tonight I discussed infertility and the black woman. I want to be somebody's mother. Why don't we talk about this? Why do we feel uncomfortable when we go to our doctor's appointments? Why is it so difficult to express to the doctors when we have to fill out those forms and they say, what other problems are you experiencing? I know it was my brain my my braid was, was caught in the shirt and, and it felt like something was crawling on me. <laughs> That's what it was. Oh no, no bugs. Girl, it was the braids. And right, absolutely. Healthcare does need reform. You know, um, as I stated, black women are 43% higher when it comes to infant mortality, when it comes to maternal mortality. You have more black women that are dying in childbirth. You have more black women whose babies are dying in childbirth. We rank high when it comes to stillbirths. We rank high when it comes to miscarriages. We are starting to rank higher now when it comes to infertility. But again, we have to find a doctor that is comfortable with us, that will listen to us, regardless of what type of insurance you have. Because I've experienced that. You know, when I had Medicaid uh I, I just, I had to search through doctors before I found the best one and I still go to her to this day and here it is. My baby is 11. So I still go to her to this day. The same doctor that delivered my baby girl, I still go see her every year. Um, And I've been very open with her. When I go and I sit and I talk to her, I told her, you know, I expressed to her, you know, that I possibly wanted to have another baby, even though my tubes are tied. And we had that conversation. Yeah, I was nervous, but I said, you know what? Who else can I tell this to? Who else can give me the options in regards to what I want to do? Because I don't know, can I even go through a tuber reversal? So I had to ask her. So Ms. Robin says there needs to um, be, have more, we need to have more doctor-patients relationships. Doctors these days don't care, they want to get you in and get you out. Right. And I think it and and I hate to really use this analogy, but when it's almost like when you're searching for a doctor, it's like buying a car. You know, and when it comes to us buying a car, you want to make sure you it's the right color. Um, do you want leather or do you want cloth interior? Do you want black interior? Do you want light interior? You know, and I think it's sad that. It has to come to that when it comes to, excuse me, healthcare. Excuse me. When it goes to trying to find a doctor, I've got to search to find the perfect one. Why can't I just get it right the first time? But I mean, and then, you know, like you stated, Ms. Robin, um, your insurance. Certain doctors take certain insurances and you know, if you go out of network, you know, you try to find a doctor that's in network and then the, maybe the doctor that you want or the doctor that you've heard great things about may not be in network. So now you have to figure out, okay, I've heard great things about this doctor, but this doctor is out of network. Do I want to pay the out of network cost when it comes for me going to see this doctor? It it, it it's, it's, it's like um, scales, you know, like a seesaw. It's like, okay. I, I, I like this doctor he or she's a phenomenal doctor but this doctor not in network or when you think you found the right doctor that doctor turns out to be bullshit and then you're back to square one trying to find the right doctor that can help you um, and really shows that they care that they're empathetic with you that they actually are listening to you that they are actually paying attention to you I will say I'm absolutely blessed. I have a great primary care physician and I have a great gynecologist. You know that really take my concerns and they are actually listening to me. You know, when I went to my primary care physician, you know, back in October, I was open and honest with him. When I told him, "Doc, you know I know you told me to stop smoking, but uh I fell off the wagon again, but I'm ready to get back on. I'm ready to stop smoking. So I like the fact that he got on me and said, hey, Ashley, come on now. You are a black woman. You're overweight. You know how blood pressure and heart issues runs on both sides of your family. So I'm blessed to have found a great doctor like him. I'm blessed to have found a great um, gynecologist, obstetrician. Who, again, I've been going to see her for the last 11 years, almost 12 years. So It's all about trying to find it's all about finding, not trying, but it's all about finding the right person for you. The right person that takes the time and listens to all your um, issues and addresses your concerns instead of just saying okay, well, guess what? Just do it history because I had a doctor when I lived in, in another state. I complained about the heavy cycles, and the clots. And her first thing was, well, you should do a hysterectomy. Not, well, maybe go get a second opinion, or maybe try, it was no options. Her only option was a hysterectomy. And when she said hysterectomy, I never went back to the league Because you didn't give me options. That was the first thing you told me. That was the first thing that came out of your mouth. Hey, let's just do a hysterectomy not well let's try to you know let's try birth control let's try this let's try that it was let's just do it hysterectomy. so Robin I feel you when you say um you run across some shitty doctors you run across some doctors that just don't care that are only in it for the money so sad so going down to my final thoughts for tonight infertility How do you deal with that? How do you cope with it? How do you you support someone who's going through it? Be their support system. Tell them you love them. Let them know that it's okay for them to feel the way that they feel. They're entitled to that. Mind the things that you see. Sometimes it's not what you say, but how you see. That's what it's about. Fellas. Go get your checkups. Go get your regular physicals. Because, ladies, I want you to know, it's not always the ladies. It's the men who have the infertility issues. It may not always be you. It'd be It's the men. So, men, I need you to go get your regular checkups. I need you to go get those yearly physicals. I need you to get your prostate checked, you know, when it's time. I need your overall health to be A1. So, if you're in the process of trying to conceive a baby... Weigh your pros against your cons. You know, get your eating habits, develop better eating habits, exercise. You know, if you drink, limit your alcohol intake. If you smoke, try to cut back smoking. If not, stop smoking completely. It's all up to you to make those lifestyle changes in order to be able to conceive. Don't be afraid. And when you fill out those questionnaires, be open and honest with your doctor because your doctor doesn't know unless you tell them. So you have to tell you you have to tell your doctor, hey, this is what I'm going through, this is what I'm experiencing. And those are my final thoughts on infertility. So, y'all already know, I am live every Tuesday, every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central Time. Black Girl Interrupted is on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on YouTube, and I'm available on all the streaming platforms. I am. So hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that share button. Grab a friend. Make sure you hit the the notification bell on Facebook so you don't miss another live episode. Don't forget, this Thursday night. Tune in with your girl. Again, I'm continuing the conversation in regards to Mother's. I'm talking about ectopic pregnancy. What is it? Why does it happen? Can it be prevented? You will not know unless you tune in with your girl on Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central Time. Y'all got to talk about it. Again, y'all know we're going to continue to have these uncomfortable conversations because they need to be brought to the forefront. We need to sit down. We need to have these conversations amongst each other, men and women. You know, we create You know, boundaries, we set the bar, we have standards. So come on in with your girl. Let's continue to have have these uncomfortable conversations. Let's continue addressing the interruptions that we go through in life. So again, y'all, don't forget Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, I am going to be talking about infertility. I mean, a topic pregnancy, my apologies, we talked about infertility tonight. But Thursday night, y'all already know, Catch me on Facebook, catch me on YouTube. On YouTube, subscribe. Facebook, subscribe. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss another live video. But on that note, I do want to end by saying this. Again, y'all do know it is Mental Health Awareness Month. So I want to continue to shine the light on mental illness. If you or someone you know is experiencing any type of suicidal thoughts, if you are in a crisis, please call 911 or please call 1-800- 273- 8255. Again, Suicide Prevention Lifeline, please call the number 1-800-273- 8255. If you feel like you can't talk to anybody, there is a text, number, text TALK to 741741 to text with a trained crisis counselor from the crisis text line. It is 100% free. It is available 24-7. So again, if you can't talk to anybody, text, text the word TALK to 741741. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Again, that, that number is 1 800 273 8255. You know anybody. Suicidal thoughts. Pay attention to the signs, y'all. Pay attention to what your people are posting on social media. Check in with your strong friends because your strong friends aren't always strong. They need a little love too. So check on your friends. It only takes 30 seconds out of your day to send a text. 30 seconds out of your day, pick up the phone. 30 seconds out of your day, send a text. Let's normalize that. Let's normalize and checking in on our strong friends. Let's normalize and checking on one another. If you're in a crisis, 1855 274 7471 That is the statewide crisis line. It helps if you're in a mental crisis. Please, y'all. Y'all just don't know. Mental illness is at an all-time high in the African-American community. We have more black boys and black men that are committing suicide at alarming rates because they're going through some type of mental illness and they have no one to talk to. You just don't know. One phone call, one text, one message can change a person's whole day. So I do want to say thank you to everybody that tuned in tonight. Don't forget this Thursday, 8 p.m. Central Time. Tap in with your girl. We are going to be talking about topic: pregnancy. And again, like, share, subscribe. Run those notifications up. I am available on all the streaming platforms. Apple Podcast, I'm on Google Podcast, I'm on Deezer, I'm on Anchor. Go check out the episodes. Leave a review. Let me know what you want to see me do differently. What do you want to talk about on these shows? Again, let me drop and send your emails. Badgirl interrupted one at gmail.com. Send me an email. Let me know what topics you want to talk about. What are some things that you would like me to bring to the forefront? Even if you want to be a guest on the show, send me an email. Blackgirlinterrupted1 at gmail.com I want to again say to everybody, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I love you guys. I definitely appreciate all the continuous love and support that you guys show me week in and week out. But on that note, Nah, I love you guys, and I'll see you Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time.
9: Let's make a toast to doing more this spring. Actually, let's make two. Introducing two delicious new toasts from Dunkin'. Hummus and roasted tomato and avocado and roasted tomato. Spring it on with creamy hummus or savory avocado spread on sourdough bread topped with slow-roasted, perfectly seasoned vine-ripe tomatoes. Actually, let's make a third toast to the two toasts I was just talking about. Here's to YouTube Tasty Tomato Top Toasts. America Runs on Duncan. Participation may vary. Limited time offer.
3: Great news! For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores, so stop by today.